Hey there, and welcome to the Corporate Side Hustler Podcast. And I am your host, Lisa Rigoli, a tour manager by day, Instagram mentor by night, a wife and a mom of two beautiful girls. Now, in 2014, I walked away from the dream job I worked nine plus years to get to. And here's the deal. I said no to this opportunity because I knew in my gut, I no longer wanted to climb the corporate ladder but I wasn't ready to leave the corporate world. So I created this podcast channel to support you busy women, to maximize your time while juggling all the things. Each week, my guests and I are sharing how you can attract, nurture, and connect with your ideal audience with intentionality without spending countless hours online. We get the struggle of the juggle, and we want to remind you that you can build and run a profitable side business while working your demanding day job. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, my friend, welcome to the show. Hello, Lisa. Thank you for having me. I am so happy to have you. I feel like we've chatted for so long in the DMs and to, I think this is probably like the first time we actually even had like this type of a conversation. We've sent some voice notes here and there, but to have like the next 30 minutes to talk is already making my cup feel very filled on the Friday afternoon. Oh, I love that. I feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we dive into our chat today, will you just share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Kristen Businich, and I'm a mama of two little ones. I'm a wife and I'm a lover of everything outdoors. You know, I try to spend as much time outside as possible because I think it's so important for my mental health. I also run a company called Heart Fed, where we specialize in pregnancy, postpartum, and baby nutrition. And with that, we really focus on how to utilize food to make sure that your body and your mind are functioning the best that they can through all these different stages of motherhood. So really making sure we're decreasing those risks of anxiety, depression, and really focusing on baby development for your little one. And so, yeah, we live in Northern California, love helping mamas. I used to be an elementary school teacher and then just with different seasons of life, different opportunities had to shift and change and came about. And now I work full-time and doing heart fed, supporting women through the nutritional angles of their pregnancy and postpartum. Thank you for that, Kristen. And um, what are your ages of your two littles? That way everyone can hear. Yeah, I, so I have a three-year-old, he just turned three, three-year-old little boy, and a five-year-old who just started kindergarten. That's our little Mia girl. Big deal. Big deal. Big deal. Big mm -hmm. milestones in your household, I'm sure. Um, yes. I know that you shared that. <laughs> I know that you shared um, as like you were teaching and things evolved, this is where the business kind of unfolded and curious if it was something you personally experienced yourself or if there was just a need that you were noticing in your community that created this desire to have this mission to make this impact. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was kind of like multiple layers, to be honest. I, while I was teaching, while I was an elementary school teacher, I actually went back and got a master's in applied clinical nutrition because I was really interested in how my students were focused and learning throughout the day, um, you know, whether it was after snack time, lunchtime, or if there were families that I knew weren't having breakfast, things like that, and how that kind of influenced the way that they, again, were acting or focused in the classroom. And then it wasn't until I became pregnant with my first daughter where I was realizing like, wow, nutrition also plays a huge role 
like generationally what I'm consuming and how that affects my unborn child and how it's going to affect her unborn child, you know, so on and so on. And so I was always really interested in, you know, especially as a first time mom, read all the books, listened to all these different podcasts and are just retaining all this information. But it wasn't until after I had my son that there were some complications with my birth and with recovery that I wasn't able to go back into the classroom. And so I ended up going back and specializing in pregnancy, postpartum and baby nutrition and was certified in that area as well. Uh, And from that, I kind of just started talking to moms throughout our community and online about what I learned. And I was really realizing that there was just a large gap of information whether it's your midwife, your OBGYN, your doulas, whoever you're utilizing for your support team, they have so much knowledge. And so much of that is so important to make sure you're getting the birth experience you want and the postpartum experience you want. But there was lacking that information about how food really played a role from the very beginning, even you know, while you're trying to conceive and how that affects your pregnancy symptoms and how what you're eating during pregnancy affects your postpartum. And so that's really what brought it about is the series of events that brought me to leaving the classroom and still diving into this nutrition realm and how that affected not only my family, um, but how it could support other moms. I don't know what it is or how it's come to be that I've, I felt like I've attracted more people in my community that have a strong why like you have in what you're doing for other women. And I share this from a place of I'm grateful for it because I, and this is everything you're saying. I'm, I'm echoing it of, I feel like we grow up and we learn a lot about sex ed and we learn about how great it is to have a family. But I say to my friends, girlfriends and other women who are doing the same type of work that you're doing, that we don't talk enough about the process. We don't talk mm-hmm. enough about everything that you just mentioned until after the fact. I joke of like being pregnant and carrying a child is so beautiful, but it's crazy that sometimes we don't realize that everyone learns differently. So using me as an example, I'm not naturally a researcher. Like I'm not going to be the person that's going to read a bunch of books and listen to several podcasts to go deep into something. My husband, 110% will. And I would remember like my doctor, uh, my OBGYN was giving me all this information. And Chris, I don't know if you hear the same thing, but I was like, this is so overwhelming. Do I need to know it now? And I was like, if I don't need to know it now, don't tell me. But then by the time I got, I had two rough pregnancies. So by the time I learned about it later, I realized I missed an opportunity to be doing things differently. So I share that just to echo what you're saying. And I'm just really grateful that you are creating a space to help educate more women on what that could look like in a way that feels digestible. Yeah, thank you. I think it's, you know, it's sometimes tough too, because we do see like culturally birth being, you know, oh, it's like this natural thing, your body's going to do it, like, don't worry about it too much. But in reality, there's so many factors in play. And we also just don't live in a world that's the same as our ancestors. Like we're much more go, go, go. Our stress levels, our nutrition, there's so many different aspects that need to be taken into account of how we live now and how that affects it. That is just not talked about and kind of just glossed over. Totally agree. Totally agree. And I know that when you and I were connecting, we really wanted to spend time with my community, really talking about this concept around, or like almost permission, if you will, that changing focuses and priorities based off your seasonal life is okay. And I want to see if we can maybe dive into what that means based off what we're talking about right now. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think in general, the, the biggest thing for me, like based on my experience and with the moms that I, I work with and communicate with is recognizing that you're in a new season of life. I think that's something that we really have a hard time with because a lot of us growing up, you know, we kind of have this game plan and this vision of what our life is going to be. And it's hard to adjust. It's hard to pivot. And it's hard to kind of wake up and say yeah. like, Hey, this, <laughs> this isn't what I planned. <laughs> and so I think that the biggest thing for being able to, um, make your life the best possible in a new season of life is first just taking that step to recognize like this is a new season of life. And with a new season means we're going to make some changes. We're going to have to make some adjustments. And that's not necessarily for the good or the bad, but ultimately you should be beneficial for you and your family. Again, what I appreciate that you're acknowledging is that the biggest thing of how things are different culturally today and how we are go, go, go. And I was always just going a little bit deeper on my, like on my side. And please, if you want to share feedback too on your side, I would always lean on my mom. I was like, okay, well, what was your experience like? But I had kids later in life. I didn't have my first child until I was 37. My mom Mm -hmm. had me when she was 20. So like things were so drastically different for her then. And the pace of things were drastically different for her now. So everything that you're mentioning, like, is this resonating with me? Because I was literally on with my first child. I was probably on a plane for work every other week. And the symptoms I were having were so drastically different. And I did not know that what I was doing potentially could have had an impact on Gianna. Am I making sense? Yeah, absolutely. I feel very similar in that aspect. I think it was more for me, my second kiddo, but recognizing, you know, in my head, I was like, oh, I've already gone through this once. Like, I know what to do, blah, blah, blah. But I was actually in so much pain from, you know, the complications I had mentioned but I was not wanting to accept these changes. So I was like, no, like, you know, this is our routine. This is what we're going to do. And I was like trying to stick with that. And I think that's where we get ourselves in trouble is not being able to say, you know what, this is a season of my life where I need to, you know, especially for moms, which is, you know, mainly this platform, but a season of life to slow down and to take a step back. And that ultimately that's actually going to be beneficial for you. It it might be scary right now because you're like, wait, I've worked so hard to get to A, B, and C. And this is like how I envision things, but be able to take a step back and be like, I need to reprioritize my values and my goals to best fit my needs and my family's needs. And a lot of time that is, you know, saying no to things and listing out like what's working for you and what's not and taking kind of a hard reality check of what you need to do to best serve your soul. Yeah, it's about setting those clear boundaries, which I love the part of you saying what you can say yes to and what you can say no to. And I know that you have a a method in like, hey, making sure that we do this every six months or so of this reevaluating our priorities, reevaluating our values. Curious, why six months? And also if there is an exercise that we should be doing at that six month mark. Yeah. So what we like to do, and again, this is pretty much since we had kids, but in our family, my husband and I, we, uh, obviously we talk a lot about like, Hey, this is a different season than before we had kids. Um, so this is our new season of life. And it's a short time right now before, as I mentioned, my oldest is in kindergarten, but we have a short time period until 
they are in more of a routine without us. So they will be going to school Monday through Friday and they will be doing all these things. And so we like to check in because there's so much change, especially when they're little. And we just talk about like what's working and what's not. And we kind of reevaluate our individual values, uh, what we want our family to look like and what we want our careers to look like and our friendships to look like and our relationship. And then we, we come together and we talk about those and we make our goals and actions based on that. So for example, for anybody listening, let's say, I I know something that I had a hard time with and a lot of my clients have a hard time with is how this new season of life also brings all these changes with your relationships, whether it's your marriage or your friendships, there's so much unexpected change. You're like, wait, I used to be able to do all these things with my friends. And now, you know, I either can't, or it's a lot more stressful or, um, you know, some friends are just not there anymore. You know, there's all these different reasons, but your values being that you want that community, you want that sense of community and friendship. Um, so then focusing on, okay, well, what are your goals for that? How do you want to make sure that you are still getting that while not increasing those stress levels? Um, maybe you do a virtual mom group, or maybe you just pick one or two people and you reach out to them and say, Hey, can we do like a weekly coffee date, different things like that. And like really following through with those actions, I think are important. I think, as you mentioned, like that every six months we come back to this because it's really important to be able to adjust the routines that you're getting into place. And what you could do six months ago might be different now, whether it's your schedule that's changing, your kids' schedules that's changing, your spouse's or your partner that is changing. So just being able to adjust that routine and knowing that that's okay. Like that's actually the best thing that we can do in life is to be able to pivot and adjust and be malleable so that we can make life work the best for us. It's a short life we have. So there's no need to feel like you're in the trenches all the time. So I just, if anybody listening right now feels like they are just struggling and in the trenches, like, please reach out, whether it's to me or Lisa, we can both chat with you um, to help you find, you know, a system in place and acknowledge this new season of life. And it's not forever. And your next season of life is going to be different too. And in such a good way, there's so much new things coming our way. I am over here smiling and wishing that my husband was closer to listen to this because for anyone that's listening, like, I hope that you are truly hearing what Kristen is saying, because the season of life that we're in, I think us as an example with our kids being a little bit behind you and your kids' ages, we were getting excited that they didn't have, they didn't need as much nap time during the day, which then meant like we could do more things during the day on the weekend. But we are also still in the season that they go to bed still relatively early where we were not as intentional with this tip that you're providing us around checking in every six months. But one of the things I found myself that we were doing naturally was always doing a gut check whenever we felt like, oh my gosh, are we losing ourselves a little bit? Because we're, we're kind of going through the groundhog day of we go to work, we pick them up, we only have a couple hours with them and we're putting them to bed and then we're, we're kind of confined to our house. And we actually had this question of what is important to us, like in this season that we're in now, until they either go to bed later, or to your point earlier, until they start kind of doing their own thing a little bit, what could that be? And for us, it was just adding a date night. We're like, how do we make sure that we don't lose each other and making sure that we have time? And I'm very fortunate that my mother-in-law will jump in and every other week, that's our thing, even if it's like a night or a like dinner we try to get together and we also make a deal that we don't talk about the kids during that time 
because it's mm -hmm. our time. So I'm smiling over here because it's even that small step that we did that I'm realizing is good. But I love, love, love your tip of kind of reevaluating every six months versus just feeling like it's the end. Because I, at one point I did feel like that. I'm like, this is my life and I don't know how, like how I can continue to see the joy in my kids, but also joy in life in general. Am I making, if, I, if that makes yeah. sense? No, I think that's, I think that's great. And I think that to your point too, having, it might sound like a small step doing a date night once a week, but how impactful that can truly be. And I think it's important too, to recognize that like you didn't have to make shift and change your entire routine every day or throughout the week. It was just implementing this one thing shifts your whole perspective of how your life is going, how you're feeling emotionally, the connections that you have. And I think that's really important. And so I think that, you know, whether it's a date night or, you know, my husband and I, we also do one of us each week, we have a phone call with our, our friends. So I have a girl's night call and he has a boy's night call and that I is, that. and so we switch on those nights. Like when I do my girl's night call, he does bedtime routine. And when he does his boy's nights, then I do bedtime routine. And otherwise we're doing the routines together, but for that, it's also giving us that time to fill your cup in those areas, especially during COVID with everything that, uh, with that, there has been, everyone's had to adjust and change. And so being able to implement those things. And I think the importance of coming back to it is because there are so many changes and what you might need right now to fill your cup is going to change and that's okay. But what's not okay is not being able to communicate that because if yeah. you don't take a minute yeah. to think about it or share with your partner, they don't share with you. So just check in with yourself is like, you, like I mentioned in the beginning, the biggest thing is recognizing that you're in a new season or that you need to make an adjustment and then really breaking it down without yeah. like blame on one end or the other. It's just, we need to have a conversation about how can we make this work? What can we implement? What can we take out? What can we change? Where can we outsource? whatever that looks like for your family to make the new season of life be something that's more gentle and wonderful instead of stressful and painful. <laughs> right, right, right. Another one that I think we can talk about that I know you help educate around is the importance too of like the self-care aspect. So I know right now we're talking a good portion too around having that open communication with your partner but can you hit on, uh, I think it's probably similar, but I would love just to hear your take on it around making sure that the self-care is added into the season. Yeah, I think as new seasons come, especially as a new mom, a lot of the focus culturally, you know, can be on our like physical appearance. And to all the moms listening, I just want to remind you that your body is so much more than that. And ultimately what I work with my clients on is recognizing that we want to focus your physical and mental health around the function of your body and not the aesthetic of your body. And I think that sometimes when we get into self-care, um, it's like a slippery slope. So when I think of self-care, we really like to work on stress levels, nutrition, and getting outside. As I mentioned in the beginning, I love being outside. I think it's so important for everybody's mental health and just reconnecting and grounding yourself with mother nature. And I think that with nutrition, utilizing food to not only fuel our body 
and give it the nutrients that it needs, but also making food fun, I think is a really important part of self-care. You don't need to go eat like three cakes or anything, but like, if you want some cake, like eat some cake. And if you don't like the salad that you're trying to make yourself eat, then eat something else that's nutritious or put on your favorite dressing. I think that, you know, with self-care, especially through pregnancy and postpartum, we need to look at it as a way that's going to make us feel good and function appropriately so that we can be our best, whether that's being the best mom, the best partner, the best friend, the best colleague, whatever that looks like for you. And then, like I said, the stress levels, all of that, it comes full circle. You don't want to add unnecessary stress to this new season of your life. (laughs) I'm totally with you. And what I love is how you're just getting back to like the basics of like, do what feels right and still treat your body, but also don't feel like you need to punish your body. Meaning like, if you want the nice dessert dressing on your salad, do the nice dressing on your salad. If you want the cake, have the cake, but also just make sure you're feeding your, your body with the foods that you enjoy, but then also feeding your soul. I love the Mm -hmm. fact that you even kicked off your intro that you like to be outdoors. And that's like something that fills your cup and is self-care for you. I know for me right now, especially in (laughs) South Florida, it's so hot and I am outdoorsy, but it is so hot. I can't get out. But for me, like just even kicking off my morning with coffee time by myself, just to do journal. And there's like no noise in the house. Everyone's still sleeping. That's my way that I kind of self-care. And it's nothing long. It's like a 20 minute thing, but it's so crazy how when I don't have it, I can feel the void. But when I do, it's like a little gift to myself. So I love that you're coupling everything that you're talking about today around just being intentional with communicating and seeking what's the void. So that way you're acknowledging what needs to change without it feeling like it has to be this big thing. Right. Yeah. And it can be hard, but that's why, you know, whether it's being outside or journaling, like whatever that is, taking the minute to really communicate with yourself, hear what you are trying to say, listen to your body, listen to your mind, and then taking that to make those adjustments and changes. It can be scary and hard, but it's, it's, what's going to be best for everyone in the long run. Oh, Kristen, I feel like we can talk so much more about this because this is something that is so needed, but I think you've definitely laid the foundation to remind us that we do have the permission to change our priorities change our values based off the season that we're in. And I think the biggest tip that I'm walking away with is that six month, that gut check, nothing too crazy, nothing over the top, just kind of check in, like what needs to change? Who do I need to communicate with to make that change? It might be hard, but how am I making sure that I'm taking care of myself so that way ultimately I can take care of my family. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for just gifting us with so much information. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Absolutely. But before you go, can you share a little bit about where my listeners can get, stay connected with you, learn more about you? Absolutely. So if you are on Instagram, you can head over to heart.fed. And then we also have our website at heart-fed.com. Both of these are places where we can set up one-on-one consultations for you for my pregnant postpartum mamas. And we also have a pregnancy program that will help support you for three, six, or nine months of your pregnancy, getting you all the tools that you need 
for best nutrition for your physical and mental health, your baby's development, and really preparing you for that postpartum stage. Uh, Looking forward to, you know, chatting with any of these listeners and so appreciate again, Lisa, you having me on today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And side hustlers, all of those links that Kristen mentioned will be in the show notes. And you all know, I do not invite anyone on here that would not open their DMs openly to like connect with you. Like as friendly as Kristen sounds on this call is truly how she is. I feel like I've gotten really close with her on Instagram just because you give so much knowledge away. And I love the personal aspect, like the fact that you and I even connected this uh, a little earlier about how your daughter's second day was at kindergarten. Like you're just, I feel like we're friends and we haven't even actually met in real life. So I just appreciate that warm and approachableness about you. So thank you for everything today. Oh, love that. Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, here's what I want you to do. Take a quick screenshot of you listening to the Corporate Side Hustler podcast and upload the image to your Instagram stories and tag me in it at the Corporate Side Hustler. I would love to hear from you and connect with you on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you the same time next week. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye for now.